Final segment, Canuck Central, Dan Richo and Satyar Shah here in the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. A lot of uh, reaction coming in on the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. And uh, a lot of people enjoying that the Maple Leafs are down 3 nothing, And uh, this text, 3 nothing Tampa, Leaf fans dying. <laughs> Crying? Yes, maybe. It's uh, not been a great start for the Maple Leafs. Uh, we'll have a ton of playoff hockey on the station here through the course of the Stanley Cup playoffs and during our shows we'll dip in and out some of the games as well but uh, let's bring in our next guest that is don taylor joining us he joins us weekly here on the program what's happening donnie how much i feel really bad about this leaf game it's just oh. awful yeah we're Honestly. all heartbroken you today. feel bad wow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i wasn't expecting yeah. that one donnie well no I, I, again it's 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 just uh I don't know. I, I, I can feel the teardrops from, yeah. from here. At least you know? we'll get a uh, nice, long Sportsnet Central post-game show breaking down every goal against from the Maple Leafs tonight. <laughs> Maybe not. Who knows if it keeps <laughs> going this way. But, uh, man, they look nervous, and they're not, you know, there's a million rebounds from Samsonoff and, and uh, giveaways. and uh, You know, I'm, I'm sure they'll settle down, and they're a hell of a lot better than this, but Man, Tampa looks like Tampa right now, and I don't know if they've done that all year. They just they look they look pretty good. And the guy leading the charge is Corey Perry. Yeah, and uh, I I guess it's even at this age. Can we say it's not surprising? The ageless but wonder, right off the bat. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know the the incredible thing too is this is a team that refuses to to properly address their goaltending like they, they keep saying hey our team's going to be better like this is that like does this not remind you a little bit of brian burke back in the day here when he kind of refused to really address the goaltending and ultimately that's what kept them all that and obviously all the bertuzzi stuff but that was yeah. one of the main reasons why that team didn't really fulfill its potential and you think about it like going into this year I, the thought was it was it was murray who was going to be their guy um, and that ha- hasn't been the case and because of injuries in his performance. Samson has been the better better goaltender, but not tonight. That's that that's for sure. But uh, I felt so sorry for Dan Cluccia. That was that yeah. was a time when you know I was reporting in the dressing room uh, a lot, and even though he had this reputation as somebody you didn't want to mess with, I don't know if you remember him challenging benches back in the day. But uh, he was just a really nice guy, and it just uh, he had those bad moments in in, in important games. I really. I really felt uh, bad for him, but uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't address it the way they, they they should have. And I'm sure the first guy who who will tell you that was uh, not the thing to do is is Brian Burke himself. It's funny how like these sort of situations play out in sports all the time. Like the Leafs can't get out of the the first round. Uh, it, it's almost reminiscent of the Canucks being incapable of getting past the Chicago Blackhawks for a while, and then they're they're ahead three zero in that series in 2011, and it's. Then the wheel starts going back the other way, and it's like, oh boy, is this going to happen again? And then, you know, they needed a bounce to get through and slay the dragon, it, right? It is reminiscent, except that it's only one period here. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is true. Know, we're all just figuring that this is going to happen after 20 minutes, and it could very well happen, but I guess you have to be a little bit uh, realistic. But it's just, you, even in one period, you're going, oh, oh the goaltending, oh, they're not tough enough. And, you know, where, where's Marner's? Where's Matthews? I haven't really noticed them. And, you're noticing all these flaws, but 20 minutes, 
I don't think people should panic yet if if you're a Leaf fan, but Tampa just looks so so good right yeah. now. So so much more ready, and I guess that makes a, a lot of sense given the experience they have. What's the bigger inevitable inevitable inevitable? I can't even speak right now. What's more inevitable? Yeah, I can't yeah. even speak. What's more inevitable? Yeah. The Canucks not getting draft lottery luck, or the Leafs losing in the first round? <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I, I think your chances of winning a playoff series are better. They're better than 3%. So, you know, I think, you know, it's more likely the Canucks are going to lose, lose the lottery. Hey, that problem you had with that word, I wouldn't even try that. <laughs> okay, so don't, don't, don't feel bad for, for one second. Uh, you're and a good I, teammate. I've, like, had, I've had my issues, as people know, in the past. It's like uh, Dollywall with basically any name. Yeah. So. <laughs> there you go. There, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes, Don Taylor, our guest. Donnie and Dolly, 10 to noon, Check TV, Monday through Friday, and he joins us weekly here on Canuck Central. Um, your take on uh, the end of season avails and mainly what Patrick Alvin had to say. Yeah, um, my, my first take from, from Saturday was that I thought, I tweeted this out, I thought J.T. Miller came across like a leader more than anybody else, and it was the, the first time I thought to myself that, hey, maybe this, maybe this guy could be the next captain. I know he's had body language issues and maybe even leadership issues uh, in the past, but he just came across so well on, on Saturday, and uh, last time I checked, they have committed to him, uh, barring uh, some sort of deal. As for uh, Patrick Alvin, I, I, a couple of takeaways. One was, man, he's just way more comfortable in that situation, and I imagine that will only uh, get better. You have to remember, um, you know, it's, this is not his first, English is not his first language, and, and and same with just being in charge. You know, he's not used to doing that uh, that sort of thing. And then uh, I think um, people, I believe, got the mixed message message in that. It wasn't that long ago Jim Rutherford said something to the effect of, yeah, buyouts are a possibility. And then uh, for Patrick to say that he doesn't plan on using buyouts, that took people a little aback, I think. Now, now the this point was made during our show today that because he, he said he, he doesn't plan on using buyouts doesn't mean he's not going to do that. You know, that, that he didn't fully commit to say, no, absolutely not. I'm not going to use the bio. That's that's still a possibility. And when you look at the numbers, Garland is the most most likely uh, candidate. So I, I think it's still a possibility. But I think it took a little uh, people by surprise in that they have crowed about you know creating cap space since day one. And the last time I checked, BIOS is one of the way you do that. So that was that was a big takeaway. And, and there's there's a lot of you know as always when you. When you do a media avail for an entire hour, there's going to be things um, uh, that that you pick out. I think his endorsement of keeping Niels Hoaglander down in Abbotsford, I thought, was really interesting. And how he he pointed out that at 19 years old, Niels Hoaglander was in the NHL. And he was for his first three seasons, and they clearly feel that was too soon. And hopefully the time at Abbotsford helped him. So that was another takeaway. And then I thought Rick Tockett was interesting talking about how he had said right off the bat that he wasn't going to use his star players too much. That didn't happen. Some would say he overused them, but he used the phrase they deserved it. And he felt that, you know, them getting that much ice time helped push everybody else. So there was a whole, whole lot there, but I thought just, you know, how comfortable Alvin is getting and the, the fact that he talked about the buyouts uh, and not planning to use the buyouts. Those were the things that really uh, stuck out. 
Well, and, you know, one of the things that stuck out to me was what Alvin didn't say. Like, he came off a bit more cagey. I mean, I guess he's always kind of been cagey. Mm-hmm. Do you think he was trying to be that? Or is it kind of the reality we're now faced with, with Jim Rutherford not meeting with the media anymore? And I'm not being, like, the, the only point I'm trying to make here is yeah. Rutherford himself said he had to recuse himself, essentially, because he's too honest. And ever <laughs> since he stopped talking, we're not getting as many juicy quotes, it seems. And, and it seems like Alvin, if he has his way, he'll tell us next to nothing. Yeah, I, you, no, you're right. There, there wasn't a whole lot there. Yeah, you know, like, 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 you even think about what he said about the buyouts. Like that, that could not happen. You know, the buyouts, a buyout could happen, and he could just say, "Well, I said I didn't plan," and then plans, you know, the plan changed. So you, you're, you're right. He is pretty key. I, Gigi, like, I, I think with Rutherford, it is kind of surprising. Like, I miss him too, Sat. Like. It was great for our show. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic for our shows. Yeah. I think even though he's Canadian and even though he's well, you know, supposedly well aware of what goes on in a Canadian market, I think you know a Canadian market in 2022-23 may have taken him by surprise. Like maybe he even even though he had heard about it, even though he should should have been aware of it, I think it took him by surprise. Like how hot it is. Like how everybody pays attention to every single thing you say, especially when you're calling out the head coach publicly, your own guy. So, uh, so he's decided to zip it. We, we miss it, but Alvin is getting more comfortable. Maybe somewhere along the line, he'll get a little more colorful and uh, forthcoming as well. Yeah, you're not in Carolina or Pittsburgh anymore, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to make the headlines yourself. We we uh, we can do that uh, here, and you know this yeah. is the number one team, and it it just felt like, you know, they they Jim kind of didn't really realize that at first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, again, things have changed. I mean, you guys know. I don't care how long you've been around. It's just. You know, it's harder than it was five ten. Social media, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, versus five ten, twenty thirty. It's not even close. It's just every little detail is 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 scrutinized by everybody. And uh, the big difference is, is like you know, you guys know this. You're doing a show, and we make a mistake, and people are all over us. People are so well informed now, mm-hmm. and you just can't get away with anything. It's too bad. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, God pity you if you say something not oh. having your facts right. <laughs> you know how yeah. that goes, right? Oh, but, God, yeah. yeah. But, but, I mean, I think that's the way it should be in general. There should be accountability. I think for, for media, when fans are this informed, it makes us accountable to make sure that, okay, you know, we got to be careful, like, at least, at the very least. And yep. and I think for the organization, I think the accountability is a good thing. And we've heard that. We heard, I've heard that so much from players. And I thought, you know, that's been one of the most interesting things, whether uh, it's a guy like Yannick Hansen who's on with us every week. But one yeah. One of the things he mentions was when I was playing, and if we didn't play well, like we deserved a criticism. It's like even about all the stuff that happened here. It's like sure you can point to management, sure you can point to anything you want, but the fact remains, they spent to the cap. You guys got paid a lot of money. You didn't deliver, and if you don't deliver, you got to take the heat. And I think there's been too much of oh, I can't believe uh, these guys are saying this about us. Well, if you win, there'll be less bad things said about you. So it's about having success at the end of the day. Yeah, and, and, and I think people being informed and feeling like they're more involved the way things are now, it's really good for business. Yeah. It, it, just, it, it just people are more interested than ever, and they can stay interested because of smartphones, because of devices, you know, 24-7. It, it just it never turns off, and the reality is, is it's, it's good for not just the NHL but for every professional sport, and I'm sure sometimes it pisses them off, 
Uh, they'd love to get away from it, but it, it, it means more interest, more eyeballs, more involvement, and I think that's great for the bottom line. You know, they they almost seem to imply that uh, a lot of the improvements are going to come from within. He name-checked yeah. almost every single player on the Abbotsford Canucks, it felt like, um, and you know didn't say that they're going to you know add more on defense than what they've already done. Uh, are you buying that the Canucks won't try to add another defenseman in the offseason? Well, you know, just the, you know, the fact he said they don't plan on using a buyout, uh, you know, like where, where is this guy going to come from? If, if indeed if there's one more defenseman, I guess obviously uh, a trade could happen. Um, you know, maybe do they believe that much? And you know, Hiroshi or, or, or McWard, I, I, you know, I, I this is what I think. I think you know whether it's a trade, whether he goes against what he said and, and, and uses a buyout. They've been talking too much, too too long, and it's not just this regime; it's the one before it about you know improving that defense, and it just hasn't happened yet. So, I have a hard time believing it won't happen. That, that you know uh, that uh, I, I get you want to say that what you have at this moment is great because that's what you have, and you don't want to uh, other than Boudreau, you don't want to cr- criticize it because you still have to work with those people. But I just have a hard time believing that after them saying for so long they need to improve the defense, and after not improving the defense last off season in a you know real significant way, I just have a I have a hard time believing they won't at least try to add one more veteran type body. Yeah, I mean th- that's kind of the guess I have too. I think a lot of stuff that we heard from him was like I said before, being cagey, and, and I'm not sure I believe a lot of stuff. Not that he was lying, but you know, I don't think they were as revealing on a lot of things. But the one thing they were very revealing about was the fact that they're going to listen to offers on just about anybody, especially JT Miller. And you know, I think we're, we're yeah. all kind of fishing for him to say he's not getting traded, because I think it gives us clarity too, because as much as, yeah, I mean, people like rumors, I'm kind of tired of talking about the JT stuff. Like, we talked about it so much, and I think we're all kind of begging for them to say, yeah, he's staying here. We can kind of put it to bed at least. But they don't do that. Now, is that just something they don't do because, hey, you have to keep your options open? Or does it kind of, you know, ring some bells to say perhaps this is something they're looking to do? Yeah, that that wasn't interesting. It's it's funny you say that, Zach, because we had a whole bunch of clips ready to go on our show, and we used most of them. And we had Alvin talking about J.T. Miller, and it came to the point where ah, they t- it's it's too much. We were running out of time. It's yeah. like ah, let's not bother running it because you know um, everybody's talked about it so much. But you're right. He maybe we should have because he did use the phrase, "Hey, Gretzky got traded," yeah. right? And so you know, so it, he's and he said he's taking calls. So maybe there is interest around the league. Who knows? Maybe from Pittsburgh. So that 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 was a, something a little bit different, and again, not, nothing would surprise me. Except, I just think uh, I just can't see Rick talking going, "Yeah, let's get rid of that guy," and 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 part because I think you know Miller reminds uh, talking of himself, and it seems like they've got a pretty special relationship. And clearly, I, I think talking probably Miller played way better under talking. So I think I, I think Rick talking if he has any influence at all would want to have a full season uh, with that guy and maybe he gets back to ninety nine points and as it was eighty two points in eighty one games in the end wasn't bad. 
Yeah, and uh, we, we started to see the, the JT Miller we remembered from last year yeah. in the final 30 games of the season. And after Horvat said what he said, it, it's almost like the fan base did uh, did a 180. Like, no, they, they kept the right guy now, you know? It's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah we, hear, we hear that now. Like, we hear, oh, maybe Horvat was the problem. You know, like, like there's a book to be written uh, someday, but I never would have guessed that the day Horvat got traded. It, it does feel like... Um, you know, I don't know if misunderstood is the right word around JT Miller, but, you know, you mentioned him really feeling like a leader on Saturday when he spoke, yeah. and some guys have talked about that. Uh, we know Pod Colson did an interview in The Athletic saying how important JT has been for him and his young career. So it just feels like this is a player that is the, the, the perception of him in the fan base seems to be a lot different within the organization. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think there is respect for him. I, I think where a lot of the problem is, and I think I've said this before on the show, and I, I apologize for that, but I think there's so many people, and let's get back to what I, we were talking about earlier about how knowledgeable and involved this fan base is. And I think there's so many people uh, in, in the Canuck fan base that have played hockey or have played a team sport. And when they, when they see somebody with J.T. Miller's body language, I'm talking about in the past, when they when they see somebody like that, they believe because they're right. I think that he's blaming everybody else but himself, right? Mm. And I I don't know about you guys, you know, any sports. You've, I hate that when when some everybody's wrong except for me. You guys don't know what you're doing, and, and people people uh, just hate that. He's toned mm. that act down a bit, and that's that that's obviously a, a positive. He he clearly cares a lot but it looked like he cared a lot about himself in the past. And hopefully that part of his game for for the Canucks sake has gone away. Yeah. And uh, you know, we'll see, like, I think we're all kind of wait and see in training camp. Right. And, and obviously how these guys all come together. But one of the things that they've also made a, a pretty clear point on is making hockey deals. Could that mean we could see some excitement this off season? They may not make the moves to clear cap space and go after free agents or make, you know, the traditional types of moves people may want to see. But could we see two or three interesting trades where we're seeing them move money out, bring money in and, and find guys for different roles? Maybe something out of the, the, the Jim Rutherford days in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think they're at a point now where anything's possible in, in large part because there is talent here. There is talent in Vancouver with the Canucks, so there are chips there that other team, other teams would want. And but you know, I, I, and I say that Satin, like I say, go, going back to the you know Gretzky's was traded yeah. and anything's possible and all that. Uh, you know, absolutely. But didn't you get the sense of that press conference? And you you did, you touched on it, uh, you know, a couple of questions ago where. I just got the sense that yeah, they they I have a feeling they believe in this group. Other than maybe like what we just talked about, adding a defenseman because they've talked about that so long. But I just got the sense that I think they want to give this group another another shot, another try, maybe with some help on the blue line. But that's that's you know that's the sense I I got from um, from from the other day. So yeah, maybe maybe some sort of trade for a defenseman. But I just got the feeling that they want to give it give it another kick in a can with this uh, nucleus. I think uh, the, the, you know we we we've known for a while that they believe the the coaching change was going to help quite a bit. But um, you know we had an interview with Ethan Bear on Saturday yeah, away from uh, yeah. away from the media, and he sort of gave us a little bit more insight into just 
how chaotic it was inside the Canucks locker room for a time there. And he got dropped in from Carolina. And, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people will put it all on Bruce, but I think it just speaks to just how poor the situation got when it was obvious to everyone that Bruce wasn't the guy long-term here in Vancouver. Yeah, and I think, to be fair to Bruce, I don't know how much of a chance he had, given that, you know, his boss went public with criticism. Yeah, of like every so, other week, right? Yeah, yeah. so if the, you know, if the boss isn't going to believe you, uh, what are the players going to think? So I don't know how much of a chance he got. I, I thought the Ethan Bear comments, and he had hinted at something like that earlier, mm-hmm. uh, like during, during the season, but w- what you guys got out of him on the weekend was really, really special. And and uh, you know f- for the viewer, I mean it was a it was a criticism, but it was it was really really interesting uh, that that interview. And I think the the part that I found most interesting is that if you'll remember, Ethan Bear didn't have a great go in Carolina. No, like there was a COVID issue. He wasn't used a whole lot. I, I, I'm not sure how much respect the organization ended up having for him, and and vice versa. And yet he really complimented has really complimented them a couple of times once with you, you know, during your uh, weekend interview. And then uh, there was once, like I said earlier in the season. So for a player who, you know, didn't have a great positive experience with an organization to compliment that organization like that, I think that says a lot. It just shows you how, how far Carolina has come. And gosh, we remember not that long ago, that franchise was in disarray and, over the last 10 years or so, it's just become real, a real, there's been a lot of respect there. Donnie, we've least, least just scored guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I'll have a game to go home and watch then. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I spoiled it for you. Uh, Donnie, uh, appreciate the time as always. Thanks for this. Always fun guys. Uh, there he is. One of the best in the business. Uh, Don Taylor. Fantastic stuff as always from, from our good friend, Donnie. And uh, yeah, we'll see, you know, like I, I get the sense that change is afoot. I don't know if a ch- major change for the core guys is afoot. I just kind of get the sense that they'll, they'll look to do more if they can than what they kind of hinted at. Yeah, and I guess, you know, well, we'll have to dive into it a little bit more yeah. tomorrow. But I still feel this team needs a star player somewhere or at least another core level player mm-hmm. because they don't seem to think that Garland or... Besser or one of those guys is it. Well, maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. What's a realistic ETA outside of getting the draft lottery luck? Yeah. To find that other... They need one more star. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to uh, dive into that question tomorrow. We'll also have Kevin Woodley join us. And overrated or underrated? We'll take a lot of your comments on that, too. For producers Costa and Josh, who's uh, off to Mexico soon. See you later, Josh. Enjoy it. Uh, And my co-host sat, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Canuck Central.